guys welcome to glow radio so today i have something crazy to share with you guys i literally made a life-changing discovery that i got my birth time wrong and it changes things so much i am actually a leo rising and i'm going to tell you guys all about it and how i'm processing right now so oh my god guys like literally life is crazy and i woke up today reborn as a leo rising and everything makes so much sense before i get into the crazy topic of how i am actually a leo rising and i'm actually a manifesting generator in human design not a generator i want to share a bit about human design transits so you know how there are astrology transits like the planet planetary transits day to day well they're actually transits according to human design as well and I feel like looking at this can give you a good indicator of your energy that day for example if there's a transit going on making the throat center defined then it means that everyone actually has consistent energy in the throat during that transit so this stuff can be really nuanced and I feel like it's just crazy to dive deeper into it because it's just giving me so much more insight. So the app I use to find out the human design transits is called the human design app. Super straightforward, super easy. You do have to pay for it if you are on iOS, iPhone. It's about $7.00 and it will tell you the transits from day to day and I think it tells you about like a week ahead too. So I looked at the transit today as I'm recording this and all the centers are undefined. So all of the shapes are not colored in and it means that all of us are living kind of like a reflector type today. And this could mean that we could be more sensitive during this day. We could be triggered more easily because everyone is literally mirroring us. And I think it's a great opportunity to heal more of our triggers because during these days, it can literally show you what you need to look at within yourself. So I felt like this morning I had a trigger come up and I was like, First of all, I feel like I'm going through a lot of up-leveling in my business. So whenever a trigger comes up, I expect that. Like I know that the universe is bringing to my attention something else that I can heal in order to advance in my journey, in order to grow in my business. So when that happened in the past, I may have been just like really triggered and didn't know what to do with it. But now... Whenever something like this comes up, I will go straight to my journal, write it down, and reflect to get to the root of the issue. And I feel like that's something that I can save for another podcast episode because I have so much to share about that. I've just been healing a lot of my triggers lately. So definitely will share more. And let me know like on Instagram, comment, DM me if you guys are looking forward to hearing an episode about that. I did share in episode 131 about my clear method and process that I use to heal my triggers. 
So if you guys want to go listen to that, go check it out. And I will be sharing more on that coming soon. So back to living a, a reflector life on the days where we are going through this type of transit. It's also important to know what energy is yours and what isn't. So when all the centers are open, wherever you have an undefined center, it means that you are absorbing energy from other people in that center. You are getting energy from other people in order to be energized because you don't have consistent energy in those centers. So since everything is open today, you really need to reflect, ask yourself what is yours and what isn't. For example, since the emotional center is open, it can mean that you really need to ask yourself, are these emotions mine? Or are they from someone else that I've been around? Like if you're feeling upset, if you're feeling mad, sad, whatever it may be, maybe it was absorbed from someone else that you were just talking to or someone else that you were hanging out with. And ask yourself, is this emotion mine? And if it isn't, then let it go. Release, cleanse yourself, do some breath work, sage, you know, cleanse yourself with a bath, all that kind of stuff that I talk about a lot in my podcast. So I think it's really great to know these transits that are going on because you can kind of see how you might feel that day. Because definitely today I feel a lot different than I was yesterday. And just after knowing these transits, I was like, oh my goodness, it makes so much sense. So highly recommend you check that out. Check out that app, Human Design app, if you guys are super into the human design like I am. And we're going to get into the big news of the day, the most exciting news that I am actually a Leo rising, not a Virgo rising. I'm shook. Like, we, we just need a moment to, like, process this right now and absorb this in, soak it in. So I'm going to go over how my intuition was actually trying to tell me this for a while. And I finally, like, saw it and saw the signs. So I'm going to go through what those signs were. And then I'm going to tell you guys what changed in my natal chart and also what changed in my human design chart. So let's start. I don't even know where to begin, honestly. So let's let's talk about how I found out that my birth time was wrong. Just interrupting this episode here for an exciting announcement. So I made some updates to my one-on-one breakthrough sessions and I want to share with you guys what has changed. So now I have two options if you want to book a session with me. You can either book a natal chart reading that includes career guidance or we can do a marketing audit of your current social media strategies. So if you are a newer entrepreneur or you have a certain career idea in your mind, but you want some guidance on how to practically go in that direction, then I would recommend you book a natal chart reading so that we can dive into your chart and see what next steps you can take in order to bring your ideas into reality. Now, if you're more of a seasoned boss babe and you have a business already, we can dive into a marketing audit where I can look at three of your social media posts, 
see how to tweak your current marketing strategies so that they're more effective, and also make sure that your communication style is aligned with your higher purpose according to your chart. So if you are a bad bitch and you want to gain clarity on your higher purpose and take practical steps towards it, then book your session now. You can click the link in the description to go to my website for more information. I'm so excited to meet you. So whenever I asked my mom about it, she would give me a range. She told me it was somewhere between 4 to 4.30. Asked my dad. He kind of thought it was that too. Asked my grandma. She also said it was that. And then, I, and then I've been taking this course online, a group coaching course, where we're learning about the human design and also like copywriting and marketing and stuff like that. And we had a coaching call where our human design coach told us that you can Google for certain websites that can help you find a more exact birth time if you don't know yours. So you could literally Google like birth time rectification. That's what it's called. And I and I always knew that this was possible. Like you can go to certain astrologers. I think it's especially Vedic astrologers who will do this process where they ask you certain questions to kind of see what happened in your life and then match it with a time that kind of correlates to those events. So I personally have not found an astrologer to go to for this and I don't do this type of practice in my own astrology. So yeah, and I didn't know that you could Google like certain websites to do this. So I was really blown away when our coach mentioned that and I feel like that was a sign from the universe telling me that this was something that I needed to look at. So I googled it. The website that I personally used is called astromix.net but if you just google birth time rectification a few options will come up. So first it asks you whether or not like it gives you two options for your rising. And it'll tell you a bit about the physical attributes of each and then some of the traits of each just to see which one you relate to more. And for the longest time, I thought I was a Virgo rising, right? So this is also like a little tangent where it's just crazy how our mind constantly seeks to confirm what we believe. And this is exactly what manifestation is. So manifestation is basically your thoughts becoming your reality. And I feel like this is just like such a deeper topic in itself. And because I constantly have been telling myself that I'm a Virgo rising, I was like, okay, like it's a no brainer. I'm a Virgo rising. But then I was talking to my best friend and I was like sharing with her about this birth time rectification website and then I was like sharing that you know there are two options for a Leo rising and a Virgo rising and she was like oh my god you are so like Leo rising like she just saw that in me even though I couldn't see it in myself at that time and then when she kind of put that thought in my mind I was like okay like it's a possibility and I feel like this is just like so interesting because it's literally how so much of like how we are living life so much of the time like our, we're so focused on 
one path we're so focused on like one goal i was so focused on seeing myself as a virgo rising that i didn't even think to consider that i was a leo rising and then when my best friend brought that thought into my mind i was like okay i am opening up like that possibility and i feel like this is like exactly what i do as a coach as an astrologer like i'm here to expand your mind about whatever challenge you are going through like in your career in your business i want to be the person that puts the thought into your mind and makes you think oh that is a possibility so my best friend told me that and i was like okay like i feel like i could be a leo rising because I, and i was just like revisiting all the memories all the thoughts in my mind just going through my life my childhood and i realized i was like okay i feel like this is telling me something so here's some more signs that i wanted to share with you guys so i've been recording a lot of podcasts the last few weeks i've just had so many ideas going through so much stuff but whenever i was talking about like certain points in my human design chart or like even about my astrology a little bit something just didn't feel right and i couldn't pinpoint what it was and knowing in my human design this part didn't change i am an emotional authority meaning that i need to listen to how i feel in order to make the right decisions for myself it's all based on my feelings not based on logic and it means that i shouldn't make impulsive decisions when i'm feeling an emotional high or an emotional low but after i sleep on it and i get more to a neutral state then that's when i can make a better decision for myself and if you guys want to learn all about your authority type and how your intuition speaks to you go listen to episode 129 i go through all the seven types and explain how they look like in your life and how your intuition speaks to you specifically. So knowing that piece of information, I was like, okay, something doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is, but I feel like the universe is kind of telling me to slow down a bit and to not like launch the next thing in my business yet because there's something that I need to know. And I didn't know what it was at that time and in the past I've honestly been so like frustrated during these moments because I'm very much like a go 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 type of person. I have an Aries Mercury that did not change and now knowing that I am a manifesting generator it makes sense because I want to go and I want to go fast. So this has really been a learning process for me to just learn how to listen to my intuition, learn how to listen to the universe and to trust that when i feel like i need to slow down and wait it's a sign and i need to listen to it and in the past you know it's it's usually my ego and fear speaking to me when it's telling me to rush because i'm scared that i'm going to miss out i'm scared that i'm going to be behind everyone you know that was all from my ego and it's definitely something that i'm still working on reprogramming but i feel like you know the more i step into this this time i truly slowed down a bit even though it was hard it wasn't easy for me and now i had the breakthrough like this was the breakthrough that i needed and this is why i needed to wait so i've been working on a few things in my business they're not solidified yet so i don't really have much to share but just know that 
super exciting things are coming to this space. Like I am beyond stoked and something is just coming. So I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. We're still solidifying the details, but just stay tuned. And I know it's going to like just blow your mind. So that was the first thing. The universe just giving me a feeling that I needed to wait. And then recently, I think it was probably last week, someone commented on one of my TikTok videos and they were like, oh my God, are you a Leo rising? And I thought that was such an interesting comment. Like that comment just stood out to me. And I was like, no, I'm actually a Virgo rising. But something in my feelings was telling me that there was something there. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is literally what my feelings were trying to tell me. So that was another sign. And then now if I look back to my childhood and just how I was when I grew up, I was super expressive when I was a kid. And when I look back at all the photos that my parents took of me, I'm always striking a pose, just being super extravagant which is such a Leo rising trait now that I look back because I'm like, Virgos aren't really like that. And I feel like I would get confused because I do have a Virgo moon. So I do have Virgo tendencies, a lot of them. But that rising part, like the way that I see the world is really through a Leo's perspective. So I'd be like super extravagant in all my photos. And then one of my earlier entrepreneurial creative projects was starting a fashion blog. And back then I would dress like super boldly. Like this is when I was like quite young, probably in my like early 20s, late teens. And I was still like discovering my style, but I was always like super bold in what I wore. I wasn't afraid to express myself through the way I dressed. And that's why I really enjoyed having that fashion blog at that time. And my best friend was just telling me that is such a Leo trait. Like she always says that I just tell her to wear whatever you want, you know, wear whatever you want, rock it. If it makes you feel good, then wear it. It doesn't matter. And she was just saying that that is such a Leo trait because when I think to when I think about it, it does make sense because Virgos are a lot more like they keep to themselves a lot more and they're not so like expressive with their style. Now, it also depends on their whole chart, of course, like if there's other placements that are more dominant or that can bring out their style more then yes, they can still express themselves. But if I just think back to my own life, it really makes more sense that I am a Leo rising. So that was another sign and another clear sign is that I love fire signs. Like they are my favorite signs. I talk about that all the time to my friends, how fire signs are just my absolute favorite. And I thought, you know, there are other placements in my chart that can indicate this. So my Sagittarius fifth house, which I talk about all the time, the fifth house is my absolute favorite. And okay, like as I'm saying this, it makes so much sense because the fifth house is ruled by Leo. <laughs> and that's why I love it so much. So the fifth house tells us about how we express ourselves, how we can have more fun in life, how we play. It can tell us about early stages of romance and dating. My Sagittarius fifth house tells me that 
I can have a lot of fun with Sagittarius people. And doing Sagittarius activities can also bring me a lot of joy. So I thought it was my fifth house that was, you know, attracting all the fire signs. But it makes sense now that the Leo rising is also attracting all the fire signs. And when I look to the types of people that I tracked in my audience as clients, so many of them have Leo placements. I've worked with Leo suns, Leo risings, Leo Mars, just like so many different types of Leo placements. And I do find that I get along with Leo risings so, so, so much. And I thought it was just because my Virgo rising was like at a degree that was really close to Leo. I think when I previously did it, I was like, close to like a one degree Virgo or something and that's like really close to Leo so I thought that was the case but turns out I'm actually a Leo rising now I do still have a Leo Chiron and the Chiron sign tells us more about our deepest wounds and where we are most sensitive so having that Leo Leo Chiron it means that I really want to be recognized I really want to be seen but I'm also a bit insecure about it, which makes a lot of sense as there have been times in the past where I have been insecure and afraid of expressing myself, but we are meant to overcome our Chiron sign and I truly feel like I'm stepping even more into that as I go through this next chapter in my life, but I feel like I've just made so many quantum leaps in that area. So if you guys are struggling with your Chiron placement, know that it can be overcome like life is going to show you and give you opportunities to overcome it so just keep going and trust that the answers are going to come to you in divine timing so 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 many signs let's move on a little bit here so let's go into what changed in my astrology chart after finding out that i was leo rising what what adjusted? So my houses actually didn't change that much because with my previous birth time, I used to have an interception in my houses, meaning that I had double signs in a few houses. So only, I think it was three, three different house signs changed and I'm going to go into each of them and kind of tell you guys how I've been processing it. So the seventh house, previously I had a seventh house Pisces and that was a placement that I often questioned because it just didn't really make sense to me. The seventh house tells us about our one-on-one -on -one relationships. It can tell us about our business partnerships and pleasure and basically it can tell us a lot more of our shadow traits too because the first house our ascendant is opposing the seventh house the seventh house is opposite of our ascendant the first house so it can tell us more about our shadow sides and usually you can attract people with the placements in your seventh house but the weird thing is that I don't attract a lot of Pisces at all like I have known a few you know here or there but it doesn't stand out to me in my mind. Like I don't really attract a lot of dominant Pisces placements. But you would expect that I would if I had a seventh house Pisces. 
But now, like with the time change, I have an Aquarius seventh house. And I was like, oh my God, literally makes so much sense. So Aquarius, seventh house. I've always really identified with Aquarius traits because I do have an Aquarius Mars and like other Aquarius placements in my chart. So the the key teller here was that like, so my ex, my toxic ex, the one I was in the relationship with for 13 years was an Aquarius. He was also an Aquarius rising, Aquarius Venus, like Aquarius stellium. And he was showing a lot of the shadow traits, you know, that's why that relationship was so toxic. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And even when I was dating, I would be very attracted to certain Aquarius placements. And then now moving forward to the current healthy relationship that I am in, my boyfriend has his Venus in the 11th house. The 11th house is ruled by Aquarius, meaning that his Venus has Aquarius tendencies, which like blows my mind. Like it just makes so much sense to me. And in a relationship, I do show a lot of Aquarius traits. Like I love trying new things with my partner. Very Aquarius. So that one just shook me. Another one that changed was that my sixth house used to be in Aquarius. But with the time change, my sixth house is now in Capricorn. This one was kind of hard for me to grasp because I was like, I always identified so much with that Aquarius sixth house. But I realize I think the way I'm seeing it is my I still have an Aquarius Mars. So I am having some of those tendencies there. But when I truly, truly reflect on this like revised birth time, it makes a lot of sense to me. And just another like mindset thing here. So it was pretty hard for me to grasp this because I was so attached to the previous story that I had told myself in my head. And I feel like this is what keeps a lot of people from advancing forward in their lives. So we all have these stories about ourselves in our mind. And when we're so attached to a certain story and that story might not be like might not be aligned with our desires, then it can be hard for us to move forward. So I caught myself in that. Like I was so attached to the story of me being a sixth house Aquarius. But I was like, okay, like I'm gonna open my mind to seeing it in a different way. And I know that this can probably help me align with my higher self more. So six out Capricorn. Capricorn is a cardinal sign, meaning that it's really easy for them to initiate. They're great at initiating, being leaders, seeing the bigger picture. And the sixth house is about our day-to-day routines. So I totally see that in myself. Like I love initiating. I'm always starting new things during my day-to-day, but it can be a bit harder for me to focus on the details or follow through in terms of day-to-day tasks like regarding my work but i do still have my 10th house in taurus that did not change and that placement has been one that i strongly strongly identify with the 10th house tells us about our career our reputation how others might see us our authority taurus is a fixed sign so here we have the capricorn the cardinal plus the taurus fixed which means that in the long term in my career, I am really good at 
having endurance and following through, which I can see because I've been so persistent on reaching my career goals, like ever since I can remember. And that cardinal plus the fixed, I feel like is such is so relatable to being a manifesting generator. So I haven't dived into my human design chart yet with you guys, but I'm going to go over the revisions as well. But I just want to touch on it here. So Cardinal, I feel like is such a manifester energy. Like they are here to initiate. And generators are here to carry out the work. They're here to follow through. And Taurus is a fixed energy. I feel like the fixed energy is really like relatable to being a generator. So manifesting generator makes sense since my sixth house Capricorn, 10th house Taurus work together. Another thing that changed was that my Mercury moved from the eighth house to the ninth house. And this was also kind of like challenging for me to grasp because, so I still have my son in the eighth house the eighth house is ruled by scorpio so i do feel that i have a lot of scorpio tendencies but mercury since it moved from the eighth house to the ninth house the ninth house is ruled by sagittarius and i do feel like when i'm speaking like mercury is all about how we talk how we process information how we learn I love speaking about teaching, guiding, philosophy, spirituality, and you know, a shadow side of having a Sag or having Sag energy in the Mercury placement. They can sometimes be know-it-alls, they can sometimes lecture too much, and I do see those dark sides in myself sometimes when I am, you know, acting more like my shadow side instead of my evolved side. So that was also a very interesting one. And the last change was that my 12th house is in Cancer. Previously, I thought it was in Leo. This is still one that I'm still trying to get a handle on and I'm still processing. I don't really have that much insight on it yet. The 12th house is kind of a tricky one. It's, it's a really complicated house because it is ruled by Pisces. Pisces are super complicated and hard to understand. And it's about the subconscious. It's about our mental health. So since cancer isn't there, I would say that to take care of my mental health, I probably need to take care of my home more, you know, not just in, in terms of like my actual home, but like my body as a home and just finding comfort in that area. I'm still processing. I don't have much insights on that yet, but just wanted to mention that that placement also shifted. So let's dive into my human design chart a bit. So previously I thought I was a generator. Now I am a manifesting generator and I have more defined centers than I thought. So another sign here, I had a reading by um, my human design coach in the course that I'm taking and I had mentioned to her that, so previously I thought that I had an undefined throat. And that means that I don't have consistent energy when speaking, meaning that my voice could sound different depending on who I'm with or the situation that I'm in. And I, and I thought that was the case, but I think it's just because of my mutability as a Pisces and my chart is predominantly mutable still. I am a lot more like fixed and cardinal than I thought. It's like pretty balanced, but slightly more mutable. So maybe that's why I feel like 
my voice changes just because I'm so adaptable and flexible. So I was telling my coach that, so since I have an undefined throat, is that the reason why I might feel tired when I am doing speaking content for my clients? Because previously I would like record pre-recorded videos speaking and sometimes I just felt like I would get drained doing them and knowing that both manifesting generators and generators need to do what truly lights them up and if they don't prioritize their joy they're going to feel fatigued drained burnt out and tired and that's because they have a defined sacral center so they have consistent energy to be working more than most people so I was asking her, is it because of my defined throat that I'm not really great at like speaking in content? And she mentioned that she feels that she doesn't think it's my undefined throat. She feels like it's more of my sacral center trying to tell me something. It's because what I'm speaking about wasn't truly making me happy. That's why it was draining me. So instead you know, she kind of encouraged me to reflect on that area. And now it makes so much sense because in my revised chart, I actually do have a defined throat. So I do have consistent energy to speak there. And it was my sacral center trying to give me like a hit telling me that I'm speaking about something that I don't really enjoy. And that's why it's tiring for me. So before I had a defined sacral, defined solar plexus, emotional center, defined root, and defined G center. And now I still have all those centers defined, plus I have a defined throat and a defined will center. This is also very interesting because the defined will center is one of the most rare centers to be defined. If you have a defined will, it means that you have consistent willpower and it's really great if you are a coach because you have the power to like check on your clients and be on their ass about things and make sure you keep them accountable to reach their goals. So I thought that I didn't have a defined will. And I kind of thought back to when I used to be a personal trainer and a health coach, I was like, yeah, I didn't really enjoy like checking up on those clients. And now when I look at it, it's not that it's not because I didn't have consistent energy to check on them. It's because they weren't aligned clients. They weren't my ideal clients. They weren't my target clients. And that's why I was tired when I had to check up on them. So that just made so much sense. And being a manifesting generator, like I need to move fast or I like to move fast. I have a lawn. I have a non-linear approach to life. And I've had so many unfinished projects in, in my career path. So I always tell manifesting generators when I have sessions with them, I give them permission to not always finish what they start because they're meant to move quick, you know, like they're meant to move on to the next thing if the previous thing isn't working anymore. And I just honestly, before, I, I never knew how this related to being a generator because I was like, for a generator, I sure do like start so many things and then quit them. And that's usually more of a manifesting generator trait. And I thought that it was because my north node is in a line three. 
and line threes are here to meant to learn from experience. They're here to practice trial and error even more than the average individual. So I thought it was because of that, which I still have, but it's actually because mostly because I am a manifesting generator. And I remember getting a reading from a human design reader and it just didn't really feel aligned. I was like, it doesn't really feel right. And it makes sense because like so much of it was incorrect because I'm actually a manifesting generator with a lot more defined centers. And in the past, like my Taurus midheaven was super stubborn and I wanted to stick to the projects and see them through even though they weren't working for me. So that's why human design is like so freeing, you know, like you don't have to finish everything you start, even if you're not a manifesting generator. I still want to give you permission to quit like if something isn't working out and you've been trying to force it for a long time, it's probably just not the right direction or you need to adjust something. And a couple things regarding business. So niching down never really made sense to me. And it just felt really difficult for me to niche down. Now, niching is helpful for certain people and more so for generators and generators are a big part of the population like they're close to 40% of the population and I would recommend generators to niche down in the beginning but of course they can expand if they feel like it but also because niching down tends to feel good for generators like they like to have a single focus but for manifesting generators for manifestors reflectors I wouldn't recommend them to niche down, especially if it doesn't feel right. Like, I would recommend that they have a broader niche. So like, yes, there is a certain kind of umbrella topic that I talk about in my business. Like I, I love focusing on career right now. And who knows, I could change in the future, but it seems like it's been pretty aligned so far that I speak about career. So that is my overall niche but I don't have to make it like super, super specific. And another thing is that posting on social media at set times just didn't sit well with me. Like I hate it when like all those coaches tell you like to look up, you know, the best times that your audience is live and then schedule your posts for those hours. But I'm like, I just want to post like whenever, like when an idea comes to me and I feel really good about it, my emotional authority is telling me it's good. I just want to get the message out there. And that's like been me since ever, like ever since I started social media years ago. And I feel like that is such a manifesting generator trait. And one more thing that stood out to me was that, so my Virgo Jupiter is in my first house. The first house is ruled by Aries. And if you listen to my podcast episode, it's like one of my most popular episodes, episode 121, I talk about how to manifest according to your Jupiter placement. So for me, if I apply that method, so for Virgo Jupiter, I am meant to let go of the details, let go of the specifics, not be too controlling in my manifestations. And I feel like that really relates to the manifesting generator strategy of responding to life. So Virgos are also mutable. So they're here to, to be adaptable and to be more flexible. 
So that's me responding. And then in the first house, the first house is ruled by Aries and fire signs. They're meant to take action. If your Jupiter has like fire aspects to it, then in order for you to reach your goals, in order for you to manifest your desires, you need to take bold action. And it makes sense because as a manifesting generator, the strategy is to respond to whatever life gives you and then inform the people around you. And that informing part, I feel like, relates to the taking action as like the first house Aries energy. If you guys do want to learn more about that, I highly recommend looking into Karen Curry. She is an author. She has a book that I was reading. It's called Understanding Human Design. And she goes over, you know, all the basics of human design and like, you know, all the intricacies. So because usually when you look up the strategies for the different types for manifesting generators, usually it just says to respond to life. But Karen Curry like dives into it a bit more. She says it's to respond, but also visualize and then inform. And my not self theme, meaning the emotions I will feel if I am not aligned, are anger and frustration. So frustration is more of like a generator, not self theme. The anger is a manifester, non-self theme. So I have both of those because I am a manifesting generator. I have both the anger from the manifester and the frustration from the generator, which I feel like is so true because like literally I, I just like will feel so much anger if I am not aligned. And I know that that's something telling me that I need to get into alignment. So those are a few things that I noticed in my human design as like when it shifted when the time changed and oh my god guys life is just crazy I feel like this just gave myself permission to be who I truly am and you know you you should never look to something outside of you to give you validation or permission but sometimes I just feel like the universe is going to give you these little hints these little steps to help you get more in touch with your higher self. And that's why I shared with you all these signs that have been going on throughout my lifetime. So that's a little tidbit so far. I feel like I'm going to share a lot more on this topic and just all these crazy realizations because it's just so mind-blowing to me. And I'm so happy to be a Leo rising, a manifesting generator. It feels so expansive for me. And that's also how I know that my intuition is speaking to me because with that emotional authority and my human design and since I have my sacral center defined, if something is right for me, I will feel it in my gut. It will feel expansive. It's a visceral feeling like I will literally feel lit up. And that's how I feel knowing that I am a Leo rising and a manifesting generator. So I know in my soul that this is what I needed to know. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you guys do enjoy the podcast, take a screenshot of the episode you are listening to, share it on your stories so that I can make sure to re-share it. You can also show your support by leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much and I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you.